Hello, and welcome to Humans of Agape. We are Agape Europe, a community of people who make Jesus known. So, lives are changed and Europe is transformed. We want to bring spiritual hope and help to people from all walks of life. I am your host. My name is Jochen Geck. I work in the Berlin City Hub in Germany. And I'm curious to hear about what God is doing across Europe. In today's lockdown lore, we once again want to take about 10 minutes to hear from one of our famed humans of Agape, who shares one story, one idea, or one verse that seem relevant for this time. This time around, we'll travel to Lisbon in Portugal to hear from Pepe Wagner, Agape's team leader in the student ministry there. Pepe shares with us his thoughts about suffering and what God has to say to it. What Pepe shares really leaves me hopeful for a God who steps into suffering with us and for Christians who embody a culture of lamenting. Without further ado, here he is. Welcome, Pepe. Hello, everyone. I'm Pepe from Portugal. I'm currently leading the campus team in the beautiful city of Lisbon, where the best football team in the world plays, which is called Sporting, for those of you who don't know. Johan asked me very generously to share a little bit about something I wanted. And some weeks ago, I had the opportunity to think a bit about suffering. And as I thought about what to share today, the thoughts that I had uh, about this subject came back to me. And so hopefully it will be something relevant to some of the listeners. When we think about suffering in Christian circles, there's a question that I think is almost immediate to us, uh, which is, why is there suffering in the world if there's a good God? Honestly, I've heard so many opinions about this that when someone brings this subject back again, I tend to just turn off. So I'd like to ask for your generosity to bear with me as I share a bit of my thoughts on this. When we look at different religions and philosophy systems, we observe a few different perspectives about suffering and how it relates to God. Some obviously say that God just can't exist because there's suffering in the world. Some would say that suffering is part of the, the flow of life. Uh, uh, it's just um, a part of the endless development, the endless evolution, the endless progress in which we live. Some would say that suffering is a direct consequence of the evil in us. We suffer because we fail, because we sin, because we're bad. When I look at Jesus and uh, the first Christian people and their writings, it looks like there's a, a slightly different perspective. Um, the Christian answer isn't that suffering is just a part of the endless flow of our existence, almost as if it was part of God. And it's also not that suffering is the direct consequence of our evil. It seems to me that the Christian answer is that God steps in, suffering with us. He becomes one of us and suffers with us. When we read the Bible, it looks like there was uh, no suffering before the creation of the world, or actually before sin got in the world. And it also looks like there will probably be no suffering in the afterlife. 
suffering isn't a part of God. It's not like love uh, or goodness or diversity or justice or communication, um, things that have always existed with God because they're part of who he is, they're part of his character. But suffering isn't like that. However, God suffers. God chose to suffer. Why is that? We started off with the question, why is there suffering in the world if there's a good God? And as an answer, I propose the question, why would a good God suffer? And to answer this second question, I refer to Paul, who says in his very famous poem about love that love suffers. It's only natural that love suffers because suffering is the natural reaction of love to evil. Where there's love and evil together, there's always suffering. As an example, let's think of forgiveness. When we forgive, we have to pay some kind of price, uh, to pay the price of letting retribution go. We give up from retributive justice to create space to a redemptive justice. We accept the suffering that someone caused us and accept not to ease it by causing suffering to that person. Our acceptance of suffering is the natural reaction of love to the evil that we suffered. The path of forgiveness goes through suffering. And when we look at God, we see that that's exactly what he did. And when he did it, he suffered to death. God suffered, and God suffers because he loves. We all suffer because we all have something of the image of God in us. We all have something of the goodness of God in us. Something of the ability of God to suffer in us. Every single person. When I was in primary school, I had uh, a friend. Uh, like many people, I had a best friend. He was not super popular in the normal sense of that word, but he was someone everyone wanted to spend time with because he was just very a lovely personality, I guess. Anyway, uh, when I was in primary school, I'm not very old, but I'm old enough that when we left, there wasn't uh, Facebook or we didn't really have phone numbers, at least in Portugal, uh, kids. And so we just lost contact. We saw each other a few times in birthday parties and whatever, but we just couldn't keep in touch really well. So we just didn't know about each other. About 10 years uh, after that, or a bit less, when I was about 17, 18, uh, we randomly met in the street, and we both had that reaction of, I can't believe I'm seeing you. Like, are you really Alex? And he was like, are you really Pepe? And we're like, yeah, yeah, okay, let's, let's get each other's phone number. And we started hanging out a bit. He was uh, not really involved with church, but sometimes he would come with me when we were little. So he actually asked if he could uh, start coming back with me to church. And there was this Sunday that he messaged me and I was on my, my way out of town. And he messaged asking, can I go to church with you today? And I said, well, actually, I, I'm not going because I'm out of town, but you can go, uh, you know, people there. So just go. So he did go, but he didn't tell me much more than that. Later that evening, a good friend of mine from church said, oh, your friend Alex came to church, but he had to leave early. He was not feeling so well. I'm not sure if he's okay. And in that morning when we spoke, he had asked me to pray for him because he was in the hospital, dying every now and then in the psychiatric ward. And I found it very weird. Um, 
he really didn't seem to me like someone who needed uh, that, but I hadn't been with him very long and I hadn't seen him for years. Anyway, time uh, went by, a few days went by, and maybe three days later, that good friend of mine from church called me and said, uh, Pepe, I just heard the news that Alex uh, died. He either fell off the window or jumped off the window, I don't know. But yeah, in that moment, I felt like the world had collapsed. Really, that's uh, just what it felt like. It's, it's not easy to explain uh, a lot better than that. I felt at that time, and even today when I share this story, I feel my heart aching as if it's tired. At the time, I felt a mix of deep mourning with the painful question, could I have done more for him? I'm sharing this story because I'd like to think with you, why did I suffer? Um, did I suffer because of the goodness in me or because of the evil in me? Because there was and there still is goodness and evil in me. But which one caused my suffering? I believe it was goodness. I suffered because something in me cried that this shouldn't be like this, that life shouldn't end like this, or even better, that life shouldn't end at all. I suffered because I loved Alex. Every day people die, and I don't suffer in that way because of that. And I believe the difference is love. Suffering was and is the natural reaction of love to evil. When we look at the book of Psalms, uh, which is the book of songs in the Bible, we see that 70% are psalms of lament, psalms of sadness, or at least people that make their living out of studying them say so, so I believe them. It looks like the writers of the psalms were people that had accepted that suffering is the natural reaction of goodness to evil, and they knew that the wisest thing to do was to take that suffering to the supreme good. The supreme good who, because he is the supreme good, suffered. As we read in the Gospel of St. John, there was a time when one of Jesus' closest friends died. And when that happened, we read these words. Jesus wept. Jesus wept even though he was about to raise Lazarus back from the death. Jesus wept because that's the natural reaction of love to evil. That's the natural reaction of love to death even if we know that after death, a greater good is coming. It's important for us to create this culture of lamenting, which is obviously different from complaining or whining. We need to weep with God. We need to weep with each other. We need to accept that our suffering, our pain, is the answer we can and should give to the evil that we find in us and around us. We need to weep with the God who defeated evil and who can keep defeating the evil in us, so that we may have the privilege of defeating some of the evil in our world. Suffering is the natural reaction of love and goodness to evil. Because of that, suffering reveals some of the goodness in us. However, our tendency is to try and hide or ignore our suffering. And by doing so, we also hide our goodness. We also hide the beauty of our frailty and vulnerability. We hide our suffering as if it is something bad. We hide our suffering because we feel like it's something that should embarrass us. But it's quite the opposite. It's in our suffering that our love is revealed more clearly. Let's think again of Jesus. Is there any time in which his love was revealed more clearly than in the cross? 
more clearly than in his death, in his deepest suffering and humiliation. It's in suffering that love is revealed most deeply, because it's in suffering that love is tested to the limit. That was Pepe Wagner. He is Agape's team leader in the student ministry in Lisbon, Portugal. If you like this podcast, why don't you take a minute and send a message to your friends to recommend it to them? And how about sharing your favorite quote from it in your Instagram stories? Speaking about social media, you can find Agape Europe on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or check out our website agapeeurope.org. I'm Jochen Geck and this is Humans of Agape. Wishing you a happy summer and see you next time.